You are listening to the Purpose of Money podcast, a podcast where we talk about ways to build wealth and create more freedom in your life today. I am your host, Aquania Escarnet. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Purpose of Money podcast. I'm super excited today because we are going to talk about how to take your passion and turn it into a brand that impacts the world and really makes women, Greeks feel amazing. Today, I'm talking to Andrea Price, a recognized progressive and insightful lifestyle brand luminary who has a mission to help people feel beautiful and value themselves. And she has an amazing Greek apparel brand called LNO Greek, like no other. She has created a brand that I know is going to change the game. It makes Delta Sigma Theta apparel seem sexy, lovely, and amazing. And she's out here doing it big. She's also inspiring um, all of her products and apparel based on the, she's inspired to create apparel that's based on the heritage of the divine nine historically black fraternities and sororities and her handcrafted garments are collections for men and women and they embody an expression of timeless style. So definitely check out the website. Because of LNO Greek, it is the go-to spot for highly successful fraternity and sorority members and offers wellness retreats that give first-generation wealth creators an opportunity to travel in style and to build high-value relationships. Andrea, thank you so much for being on the show today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh, this is going to be a good conversation. I already know because one, we met through divine intervention. Um, I interviewed another amazing podcast guest, shout out to Jerome. And he introduced us after that conversation when um, he learned a little bit more about me and thought we would be good to connect. And I tell you, we met, I checked out your website and I was like, this is what I have been looking for. I am the Delta who has wanted sleek, sexy, cute apparel, not the boxy t-shirt, plain, boring stuff. So you are totally the brand for me. Um, <laughs> but before we get into that, since this is a money podcast, I want to talk a little bit more about you and what money was like for you when you were growing up. So I am a daddy's girl. I, I say am because even though I am grown... <laughs> I still am a daddy's girl. Um, but nonetheless, growing up, money for me was just kind of like, if you want it, you ask for it, you got it. Um, that's just kind of how it flowed for me um, because that's just how my father operated. And it's funny because my, my parents are still together, but my mother was the saver. She was the one telling us the one like that. But, you know, I kind of took after my father, like you want it, you get it you earn the money, you get it. And so it's kind of like that. Oh my goodness. So did you, you turned into an adult who did the same thing, I'm assuming. What was that like? Did you have to make any adjustments when you started adulting, when you realized maybe we can't charge it or spend it? So I didn't become like crazy, crazy. Um, I just realized, I was like, well, this GS lifestyle is not going to, or this GS you know, job is not going to provide the lifestyle that I really need. Um, there was one year where I actually traveled, I think, to seven or eight countries. 
And, you know, I did it and I didn't, you know, go into debt or anything like that. But I was like, this is, I want to do more of this. But with this, I'm just, I think I was a GS 13 or 12 or something at that time. And I was just like, it's not possible to do that with that. You know, if I had a family or something like that, you know, when it's just you, it's okay. I lived at home until I was about 27 and I purchased a home then. So, you know, I was able to spend a little bit more, but that's, you know, that's really kind of uncommon and most people don't do that. So I only had extra money because of that, but not, not truly had extra money. Yeah. I don't know where people get this idea that government jobs are lucrative. They don't get me wrong. They do pay you um, to show up (laughs) to do your work and to do your job well, but they are not always flowing with high paychecks, especially in the beginning of your career when you're at the lower government pay scales. So I totally get what you're saying. And I think nowadays, a lot of people are living at home longer to be able to afford home ownership and adulting for that matter. Um, So there's nothing wrong with that either, because that allowed you to go from living in your home with your family to moving into your own home versus having to rent and pay someone else's mortgage in the meantime. So Mm -hmm. everybody's journey is different, but I appreciate that, you know, you're sharing. That's how yours went, right? But if you were working for the government um, and getting your salary and being able to travel often at times, what inspired you to start a business? So when I first, um, when I first, started working and I looked at it. I'll just go back to this story. I got my first paycheck. Now I, I was spoiled growing up. I'll be very honest about that, but I got my first paycheck and you would have thought somebody just stabbed me in my heart because <laughs> I was sad. <laughs> like My feelings were hurt. I was like, who is Fika? What's Fila? What, what is all of this? Cause I don't even know these people, these things. What the heck is this? And I need it to stop right now. Um, so I looked at that paycheck because I guess I just took the um, salary that I saw and I guess I divided it by, you know, whatever the number of weeks or paychecks or whatever it was. And so I got a rude awakening um, at that moment in time. I knew you had to pay taxes, but I guess I didn't have like a real idea. Like this is my first real job, you know, kind of not under the table. So it just, yeah. So it was the reality like, set in. <laughs> reality set in. And so, you know, I think it was my first paycheck. My father sat down with me and we looked at, you know, what I received. And then we kind of went through like, okay, well, what do you want to do? How often do you want to get your hair done? How much do you want to tie for church? Just kind of looking at, and I was like, so clearly the wants <laughs> are not, they're not going to all make it. We're going to have to <laughs> put this want list down. And so I was like, you know what? I'm, that's fine. I'm going to work really hard and I'm going to become a GS 14, like quickly. Like, so that's my goal. You know, I actually did become a GS 14 pretty quickly. I mean, especially to be so young, but it still didn't provide the money. (laughs) Like people think like, oh, you work for the government. Oh, you're rich. Well, no, it didn't provide this windfall of money or anything of that nature. So my mindset kind of started shifting. It was just like, well, I'm going to need a lot more than this GS schedule. And so I started doing um, things on the side. I started creating things, um, arts and crafts at home. I'm, I'm just a creative person by nature. So I was selling stuff on the side and I was making money. And I mean, 
I don't want you to think I was a millionaire. I was making, you know, maybe a hundred dollars here, hundred dollars there kind of thing, but it, it fed my lifestyle and fed, and I was able to save, invest and do, do things I wanted to do without going in the hole. Um, because my lifestyle is important to me. I don't know about <laughs> anybody else, but, you know, doing those things and traveling, those things are very important to me. So what made me start my business was I was like, you really have, um, you have a, a niche. And like people like the things that you're providing for them. So why don't you do a full service or full time? Yeah, I, I love that story because that's actually how a lot of entrepreneurs are born, right? They have something they're passionate about, they do well, and people are willing to pay them for it. And then all of a sudden that becomes into something that could replace their primary paycheck. <laughs> and in your case, you're building a brand. And I think <clears throat> I think a brand is much greater scale. I don't know. It's just thinking about it, it kind of overwhelms me a little bit. So I want to understand from your perspective, you know, what was that like? What is one of the first things or second things that you had to do in establishing LNO Greek? And how did you go about doing that? Um, one of the first things that I had to do was come up with a, not necessarily a concept, but I needed people to understand what I'm selling because I'm not selling you a shirt. I'm not selling you like, those are not the things that I'm selling. You know, that's what you might get in the end, but that's not what I'm selling you. I'm selling you confidence. I'm selling you beauty. I'm selling you um, the feeling of being amazing. I'm selling you, you're walking into that boardroom looking like a boss. That's what I'm selling you. I'm not selling you. Um, I'm not selling you this like t-shirt. I, I, that's just not what I'm doing. So kind of finding your foundation, finding out your why and why are you doing this? And, you know, I struggle with, you know, how I looked at sometimes um, because of weight. It's something that has just been up and down my whole life. But now I don't struggle with my weight anymore. My weight is very under control, which is kind of crazy because this is probably like one of the most up and down times in my life just with stuff going on. But I've been able to maintain my weight very good. Um, but I struggle with that. That's, a, that was my personal struggle. And, you know, just because you're overweight or something, I feel like you should still feel beautiful. Like, and who's to say what is overweight, right? You, mm -hmm. I still feel like women should feel beautiful no matter what size they are. I love that. And I, I want to be honest. So we're both sores of Delta Sigma Theta. We're both really active. And I recently learned we're also legacies. My mom's a sore, your mom's a sore, right? So. I remember, you know, when I first crossed, I got so much paraphernalia, right? I had elephants, I had Greek letter symbols, I had all kinds of things. But I personally did not wear a lot of t-shirts or even have a lot of t-shirts because I just didn't find them to be sexy, right? They were cute, but they weren't always sexy. And then I checked out your website and I was like, wow, she totally made us look sexy, sleek. And like you said, like a boss in the boardroom. Is that what inspired you to create LNL Greek? Like, did you have a similar experience to me where you were not a fan of Nalia that you had being presented to you? Absolutely. So when I crossed, we only had those boxy t-shirts. I think the socks, the lunch boxes, like it was really like, I got a whole bunch of the same stuff, which I'm thankful for, you know, I wore that stuff. But like when we crossed, we just wore those boxy t-shirts and I was just like, 
I am excited to be a Delta, but this is not really, this is not my style. This is not my look. This is not (laughs) how I would rep. But you know, that's what we had. That's what we wore. And it was what it was. But as I became an adult Delta, well, I guess I was an adult per se, but you know, a grown I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I just had my two Delta shirts and I actually still have them to this day because I still like the shirts, even though I sell my own paraphernalia, I still like these shirts. But whenever I did community service and they told us to wear a shirt, they say we're red. I wore that shirt. They told us to wear black. I wore that shirt. But, you know, I needed to, I, I wanted to, I was like, these shirts are nice, but I don't want to wear the same two shirts for the rest of my Delta career. You know, it might take me another 10 years to find some shirts I, you know, I love. So why don't I just create my own? I'm I love creative. that. <laughs> I know how to dress. I have style. I know how to design. Just do it. So tell me, what does just doing it look like? When did you start LNO Greek? And what were some of the obstacles you faced in the beginning? Um, I started LNO Greek in April. I registered my LLC in April 2021 and I launched my business in October 2021. And I was able to do a pre-launch and, you know, kind of kick off things. But, you know, that's only to Jerome. So thank you, Jerome, for <laughs> letting me know about a pre-launch and all of this stuff, because I was just going to text the website, say here, here sis, go order some stuff. Like I didn't know any better, <laughs> so I couldn't do any better. Um, without that knowledge. So getting knowledge, obviously, (laughs) is pretty key um, with starting your brand. And what obstacles did I face? Honestly, this was actually one of the things I wanted to talk to, but mindset. Mindset was probably the largest obstacle um, because one, things will not always go the way you plan them to go. But are you going to give up? Are you going to stop pushing the brand because um, the sales aren't going the way you want? Are you going to not sell the stuff because, you know, and this actually just just recently happened. I ordered some um, stuff for conference and it came in and it was blue. How the heck could I sell blue stuff to Delta? So, you know, you know, and it was a lot of money. It wasn't five dollars. Right. Like I will tell you, it was a few thousand dollars. But it's like, what do you do? Do you stop? Do Like, what do you do? And so having the why is the reason why I didn't give up. Now, I'm not going to lie. I was upset. Like, I don't want you to think, oh, I was just like, oh, yeah, let's keep going. No, I had a moment, but I got myself out that moment and kept it pushing and still went through. And I, you know, I didn't let any, I haven't actually even shared that with anybody. Um, The only person who knows is my mother. Uh Now you, so, or everybody on the podcast, (laughs) but (laughs) It's just, you know, but you just have to keep going. And so having that foundation and your why will will push you to to still, you know, still show up for the business. I think that's so important. And I know in your case, you're building a brand, but I think for all entrepreneurs, it's really important to have your why. Your why and your motivation is going to be what inspires you to keep going, even when you have obstacles, to keep going when your customer complains that their order didn't come when they wanted it to, or it doesn't look the way it did on the website. And I think that applies not just to a brand and apparel, but to any business, right? We are human. We're delivering services 
services, products, and things that people need, but they don't always receive it the way that we intended. Um, Life happens, challenges happen, the mail gets caught up, whatever it is. So you have to be very clear in your why because you can sell things, but anyone who's just here to make money and to sell is probably not going to last very long, right? And even if you get someone to buy the first product, it's about getting them to buy over and over again too. So I genuinely feel like um, when I spend money, I am investing in the brand. And that's why I feel like your brand is my style because I'll pay more to look good, to feel sexy, to be confident. And I didn't want the, the usual paraphernalia. And I definitely feel like you have really uh, in- captured what it means to feel confident, sexy, and Greek, right? A lot of your clothes um, are on beautiful models on your website, first of all. And they also fit all shapes, all sizes. They look really cute and distinguished. And I think that's what matters. And I agree in that. I I see that you're you're creating a brand that people are going to want to keep coming back to, right? And Mm -hmm. keep using um, in their life. And also changing the first gift they give new Delsas, right? Or other Greeks. So I I absolutely love that. Um, So now that you've been in the game a little bit, you're actually almost at a one-year anniversary um, Mm -hmm. in 2020. Well, you had a one-year anniversary in 2022. No, no. This will be... So October will be because I didn't I didn't start the bit October 2022 will be the official okay one year anniversary mm-hmm. yeah so now that you're almost approaching your first anniversary you know what are some tips that you have for an entrepreneur who wants to launch their business right um since you've been at it a while you're almost an OG <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of say this pretty often and, you know, I always put the caveat that people are going to get upset every time I say this and you got to change your circle. (laughs) Like it's inevitable because more than likely you're not around entrepreneurs, you're around people, you're, you're just not, because if you're around entrepreneurs, it wouldn't have taken you this long to become one. So, (laughs) I mean, let's just be real. Let's call it. Yes. So you need to change your circle because, you know, a lot of the times people cannot provide you um, with the knowledge, insight, just how I told you, Jerome told me about the pre-launch. Well, if you're hanging out with non-entrepreneurs, you wouldn't have known about a pre-launch and you would have been texting out that website link and it would have gotten crickets on on the day of the launch. I mean, the day you're, you know, I guess launch. So changing your circle and people do push back on that because they're like, oh, I'm solid. Oh, I'm this. Well, you might be, but I'm telling you that day that you're venting and you're having a moment and you go talk to someone who's not an entrepreneur, they're not going to, they're not going to be able to speak you up or lift you up. They're going to give you from their perspective, which is nothing wrong with that because they're speaking from their perspective, but they're not going to be able to speak life into you. And in this entrepreneurship journey, you need someone speaking life into you because I will tell you, I, I tell my, told one of my line sisters, I was like, how can it be the best of times and the worst of times at the same time? And I'm a very emotional person. So, you know, I've had people send me nasty emails and not even about the product. Like we're not even talking about the product. 
just about um, because I try to like engage my clients with sharing, you know, personal things like restaurants that I go to. And somebody, you know, sent me a message and was just like, this is not all the black restaurant. And I, it was kind of like a read to me. And it's just like, I got emotional over that. But, you know, if I had spoken to the wrong person, I could have gotten down, you know, all of these things. So it's just like, you have to change your circle. Absolutely. I love that. And I agree with you that when you're around like-minded people, you're going to level up naturally because they're going to say things that you weren't thinking that you execute well and do. They're going to push you and challenge you to level up because they want to see you win. And they don't want to be around people who aren't on their level or better, right? Um, Mm -hmm. One of my, you know, they always say, if you're the smartest person in the room, you need to get in another room, right? Mm -hmm. Because that means you're not growing anymore and you don't want to be stuck. So I love that. And I think that um, another thing I heard you say that I totally agree with is having that resilience. Like entrepreneurship is hard, okay? (laughs) We thought adulting was hard, but entrepreneurship is hard because you're gonna have your obstacles, like everything came in blue and you're supposed to be selling these products tomorrow, or you're gonna have those wins where someone comes and says, oh my God, this is the best gift ever. I bought it for all my family members and we all look good or whatever, or all my line Mm -hmm. sisters and we all look good. So I think people just have to realistically know that um, you have to prepare yourself. And And you talked a lot about mindset because it's so key. If you have the right mindset, you can weather those storms. Even if you take a moment, I think it's okay to acknowledge like, I need a moment today um, Mm -hmm. or I need a moment for a few weeks. I'm going to come back to this. I'm going to be refreshed, but I'm going to still kill it Um, because that's something that we all need to keep in mind too. Um, But I, I wanted to ask you another question because in my opinion, I'm not in this space, but in my opinion, like Greeks, it's very niche down. So what made you want to niche down to serve the Greek organizations or Black, historically Black Greek organizations and not just create a women's fashion line or women's clothing in general? Like why pick that niche? Because like I said, I want to wear Greek paraphernalia and I didn't wear Greek paraphernalia and, you know, being active it's like, well, girl, I don't want to just wear red. I want to wear my letters. I want to wear my sorority um, crest. I want to wear all of those things, but I didn't see see things that I wanted to wear. So it's just like, well, why don't you do it? You're creative. You have the mindset to do it. So just, so literally just do it and start creating stuff. Um, so that's what I did. So tell me what's next for LNO Greek? Do you have like any goals for year two um, or things that you want to see in the future, but maybe you're not doing right now? So next year, um, actually, I'm going to start launching for Sigma Gamma Rho, um, Zeta Pi Beta, and Alpha Kappa Alpha. So I am going to start that. So be on the lookout. There will be messages, emails, there will be lots of things coming out. Um, you know, I've kept this, I won't say this brand a secret from everyone else who's not a Delta, but it hasn't been known to, you know, people who aren't Deltas. But now the, you know, the next year goal is to serve all four divine nine sororities. Oh, that is so beautiful. Girl, 2023 <laughs> is going to be your year. This is so well, exciting. This is so I'm exciting. Like, 
first of all, I'm so glad to know you. I'm so glad that we were introduced and had an opportunity to have this conversation because you are dope. Okay. You are amazing. I love what you're doing. And LNO Greek is literally like no other. (laughs) And I definitely think you guys should check it out. I'm going to drop a link in the show notes and encourage everyone to check out the site. Cause I, just like you, you know, didn't have a lot of paraphernalia, wasn't wearing a lot of it because it just didn't fit my sleek and sexy. Um, and now I feel like I found the brand that I can support and love and, um, definitely want others to do it too. Now I will say, um, the name of the podcast is called The Purpose of Money. So I ask all my guests this question. What is your purpose for money? My purpose for money is to create a lifestyle that I love. <clears throat> um, and I, I think I've talked about lifestyle, like travel, all of those things, dressing nice. All of those things are important for me. So that is my purpose for money, but not only for myself, but for other people as well. Like, I say this to everyone I work with um, from my VA down to like just anybody who I work with, because I work with a lot of people like I, it is a one man show. Like it's a I don't have like full time staff, but I still work with a lot of people. I tell them all the time. This was when I prayed to God about this business. It was not just to bless me so I could have all the things I want. I want other people to achieve their dreams and to live the life that they never thought that they could live. Um, I'm a Christian and everything I do is rooted in God. And I think a lot of people who are Christians, a lot of the times they're like, oh, you know, just be humble and all this stuff. No, God told us to go live in the land and milk and honey where things are abundant. And I feel like, you know, in the church, they try to like make you feel bad for being rich and have. No, God's people are not supposed to be broke and destitute. So, you know, my purpose for money is to make sure, I mean, I'm not closing people off who aren't Christians, but I want to make sure that Christian people are living the life that God has ordained them or called them to and not shrinking back and like living this like humble, meek lifestyle. And I'm not saying you have to be throwing money in people's faces because honest to God, I'm not a Louis Gucci Prada girl. Like that's not the type of stuff I like. I like um, small designer brands, maybe that people actually haven't even heard of, but I also like nice things that don't have labels on them. Like, but that doesn't mean it's cheap just because it doesn't have a label on it. So I like nice stuff. So I want to make sure that people are able to, to, you know, live that life that God has called them to live. Oh, facts. I love that. That is the most beautiful response I've had (laughs) to that question so far. I promise you, and we've done, over 80 episodes. So thank you for that. And, you know, preach a little bit and I'm a believer too. So, uh, you know, another purpose of this podcast is to just continue to spread the word and the stories of female entrepreneurs who are killing it and also honoring God. So thank you so much for being on the podcast today, sharing your story, your entrepreneurship journey, and your brand with us. Now I'd like you to just drop all the handles, links, and where we can find you because I know people are going to start following your (laughs) brand now. Please do. You know, we just launched our Instagram in April and we're almost at a thousand followers. So we're trying to break that thousand mark actually by Wednesday. So it's at L-N-O underscore Greek. That's on Instagram. And then on Facebook, it's you just Google or I guess type in the search box L-N-O Greek 
it'll pop right on up and you can join our group um, and also join our email list at www.lnogreek.com and also purchase some apparel for you or your favorite Delta because you might not be a Delta. So just buy your favorite Delta gift and um, trust me, she's going to love it. If you need help with sizing, check out the size chart. Um, so yeah, we got everything there right there for you. Oh, this is going to be exciting. And 2023 will offer more to more people. But until then, put a bookmark on the site. Make sure you visit often and click that buy button because I'm about to go shopping. I don't know about you. Until next time, guys, keep building generational wealth. Thank you for listening to the Purpose of Money podcast. For more resources and information, check out my website, thepurposeofmoney.com. And while you're there, please sign up for our newsletter so you have the latest information on new episodes and blog posts. Until next time, keep creating freedom in your life today 